Hey, all you beautiful and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey world. This is uh, Jeff from What the Puck. Um, I'm going to be bringing in a uh, another voice today. Uh, some of them, or some of you that have been listening in the past, do remember him from his own podcast show called Mind Your Pucking Business. Um, Jeff is going to join us once again. But before he joins us, um, I do want to apologize for... Um, not being uh, as active as I have been in the past. I did recently get a new job with a uh, junk calling and moving company. So I'm, I've been really, really busy lately, um, either working um, early hours uh, with late days, or I've been uh, working really long hours, um, no guaranteed on what's actually gonna be happening. Uh, until I actually clock out that day. So again, I do want to apologize for all those that have noticed my lack of uh, communication via the uh, podcast. Now, um, I do want to also give a loud shout out to all my uh, sponsors out there. Uh, first and foremost, my boys over in Bracknell, England, 4Check Clothing. You can find them on Instagram at 4Check Clothing or for uh, check underscore clothing. You can also find them on Facebook at for check clothing and also on the internet at www.forcheck.co.uk. They have this really amazing product that's being used in the uh, NHL right now by uh, Jack Campbell of uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. It's called the EK glove. It helps the goalies uh, glove hand uh, absorb or take away some of the uh, shot power and pressure and absorbs most of it in the glove. So make sure you check that out. They've also restocked on their socks. Really great socks for uh, your skates. Um, my next one is uh, my boy out in uh, California who just recently opened up a new shop out in uh, Vegas. Um, and that's uh, Eric Wolf with eFlow Nutrition. Uh, you can find them at www.eflownutrition.com. You can also find them on all sources of social media, such as uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, just type in the search engine eFlow Nutrition. Also, when you go to uh, order some of their products, which they have pre-workout, post-workout, in-between workout, uh, fat burners, stuff to help you sleep at night uh, called Elixir. Um, they also come out, have their own whey protein and also different sources of uh, pre-workout that help you out throughout the entire thing. Right now, they're pushing out the uh, Black uh, Enrage or Enrage Black. Um, they have limited uh, series of Tiger Blood. Uh, so make sure you check that out. I was going to order it, but I'm allergic to coconut and it does have a mix of coconut in there. But make sure you check all their products out. Shakers, hats, t-shirts, um, a lot of really cool gym swag. But before you check out, make sure you go to WT or use the uh, promo code WTP explanation point 2021. And last but not least, my boy over in uh, England as well, uh, Mike at Hockey Art Clothing Company. Um, he sent me some really great t-shirts. Um, I haven't been able to get out on the trails recently, as we all talked about uh, a couple of minutes ago with me and my uh, work schedule. Not sure when I'm off, not sure when I'm on, hours long, uh, start early. But he sent me uh, Worn by the Best, Hated by the Rest, um, Shut Out the Stigma, which is a mental health uh t-shirt which uh goalies are affected by a lot more than uh, most players and uh the last one is i'm i'm just gonna say it, it is one of the sexiest t-shirts i've ever seen um it's got the uh model on there with the purple uh hair uh pulling down the hockey jersey and on it it says tarps off i just want to say a huge thank you to mike and the boys over there but you can find them at 
on Facebook under Hockey Art Clothing, on Instagram and Twitter at HockeyArtCO, and you can also find them on www.hockeyartclothing.co.uk. So make sure you go out, check them out, follow them, order their products. Again, they have some really great stuff. Now, um, it's been a couple weeks since I was last on the show. The last time I was on, I believe I was with either myself or Zach, but it was playoff prep. Now it's actual playoff time. So how are you doing, Jeff? I've already introduced you earlier. Um, my apologies. I was going through all the uh, uh, pre-stuff. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I've been busy. <laughs> I can tell, but busy's good, right? Oh, it is. It is. Uh, bank accounts healthy. Well, trying to be anyway. But um, but I got the starter or the uh, stopwatch started, so I've clocked it at about forty between thirty-five and forty minutes. I know you got somewhere else to be today too, so I w- I don't want to hold you up. Um, again, it's my day off, which is very rare nowadays. So. Uh, how's the family and everything doing? We're good. We're good. Navigating uh, through one of the weirdest school years you've ever faced. And uh, thankfully, it's winding down in a couple of weeks. So. Oh, oh, I believe it. I believe it. Um, have you been uh, watching any of the playoff games lately? I have. Uh, you know, we're, we're lucky as hockey fans that, uh, you know, playoffs, are they do a really good job broadcasting um, almost every game on a network. So, yeah. Yes, I've been there every night. And we've been fortunate that every night to date, there has been a game. We almost, on Friday, we would have had a night off, but thankfully Vegas and Minnesota went to game seven. So there was oh, a yeah. night. But had Vegas ended that uh, series in six, um, we would not have had hockey. So, yes, every night I have had that games on. I, it's It's been funny, too, because, like, during the playoff season, I can't wait to get off of work and come home and watch hockey. Now it's like I get off work and I'm like, I can't wait to come home and just like close my eyes. <laughs> so, um, and I know we briefly talked about the new job and everything. Um, manual labor. I haven't done that in such a long time that my body forgot what it was all about. So, but I, I've been trying to catch as much hockey. Um, I don't have a planned schedule um, like I normally do for the show, but I figure we'll, we'll just talk about each, each uh, series. Let's go. Let's go. So let's start with uh, North. Um, even though they're playing catch up still, uh, I I did not see what happened in Winnipeg happening. Um, I believe before I did anything, I said that if Cal- or if Winnipeg is going to come out of this, it's going to be Helen Buck. I think Helen Buck stole that show. Even though I mean he shut down some of the best players between um, McDavid. Um, uh, hit, uh, Leon Dreisaitl and so many other names that helped uh, Edmonton get to where they were. Yeah, you know, we couldn't have predicted that, especially a swoop. Um, I, I certainly thought Edmonton was going to get through that series, but when you, when you kind of look back at it now, I guess, look, Edmonton is kind of known for playoff failures, unless we're talking the early 1980s, which was a long time ago. Um, and Hellebuck uh, had kind of regained his form there in that series. Uh, the games were close. I mean, look, you know, the two the overtime games, uh, game three and four. Um, so it, it wasn't a blowout by any means. But look, if you're Connor McDavid and you're, you want to go down as one of the generational greats in this game, you've got to be able somehow to get your team out of the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming, and I certainly uh, nobody saw it coming as easily as it came in four games. The other series in the North, well, hey, you know, as of last night, uh, with Montreal winning in overtime, now getting Game Seven, and you know, I was rooting, you know, on our on our show, mind your fucking business. I was rooting the last couple of weeks of the regular season to get a Montreal Toronto matchup because those two teams are probably the biggest rivals in the NHL. Yep. We've got a game seven uh, tomorrow night on Memorial Day uh, in Toronto, and it's a great. It, it should be a great game. I mean, I you know the pressure here is on Toronto. They haven't won a playoff series, I think, since um, uh, I, I want to say you know, uh, it's been almost twenty years. I, I believe so. I think the last time yeah. was uh, when they made it uh, to the wasn't it when they played Boston and they choked. When Boston went on to play uh, Vancouver, I think it was. Yeah, they lost that year in the first yeah. round. Boston went on to play the Rangers. Um, right, they had to come back in game seven with uh, Bergeron scoring the overtime winner. Yep. But, you know, all the pressure's on Toronto. I mean, the unfortunate incident there in game one with John Tavares being out, um, and he's going to be out for a while, and, you know, it was not a dirty play by Kirk, Corey Perry at all. It just was unfortunate. Um and so, yeah, it'll be a great game tomorrow night. The North will be interesting. And then, look, you know, whoever wins that series, you've got Winnipeg now who's rested, right? Whoever comes out of Montreal-Toronto, they've played seven games. They've been an emotionally charged series with those two teams. But you, you kind of almost say to yourself, look, whatever team comes out of that series and plays Winnipeg, I kind of give the early edge here to Winnipeg in the next series either way. And oh, definitely. Because uh, if Montreal can pull off the upset in Toronto where they've already won two games this series – uh, Winnipeg will have home ice in game in round two. And it's funny too because I knew this was going to be an exciting series. I didn't I think I seen it going seven, but I didn't exactly see it going seven because Toronto had the demanding lead throughout the whole entire year against Montreal. Um but again, it's playoffs. Anything can happen. Um Carey Price has stepped up. Um a lot of the young studs on uh, Montreal have stepped up. Ryan Suzuki. Um, I know I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but Kent, uh, Kent Niemi or uh, Kent. You know what? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. The young kid. Um, I mean, again, Carey Price, playoff Carey Price has shown up, and that's a very dangerous Carey Price. Um, yes. Do I see him staying in Montreal after the season? I don't think so. Um, it's It's – I, I feel that he's ready to leave there uh, too much pressure or maybe a couple seasons from now. I don't see him staying in Montreal just because of the simple fact of all the pressure that is on him. Um, especially if they don't make it out of game seven, but it's, and the thing is, is there's been no demanding lead in this series either. It's like it's back and forth. Every game has had the away team scoring. Um, and then the great thing last night and by far, I'm not a Montreal fan in any way, shape, or form, especially growing up along the St. Lawrence uh, River. I should have been. But I, I, I'm a Rangers kid. Um, but they allowed fans in last night. First time in, I think, a year, and almost a year in one month or two months. And uh, that is a huge improvement for them. Yeah, and you know what? It was really cool last night, um, and there's videos of it online, but when they sung O Canada, you know, they had fans in the building. You really could see in the crowd people in Montreal jerseys and Toronto jerseys who, let's face it, are probably not the best friends yeah. in unison all together singing O Canada. 
So it kind of was a cool moment. And hopefully, uh, because the coronavirus situation, for whatever reason, is different north of the border still. Yep. Hopefully, the, the signs up there are improving and we can get back to um, normal with fans in the building like we've had in the U.S. Yeah, and the NHL actually, I, I don't know, again, if it's for just here in the U.S., but um, as of this past weekend, the NHL has said masks are no longer needed, um, which means I'm going to probably be going to a game two uh, versus Tampa on Tuesday with the Canes and uh, Tampa. Um, that's big, maybe. All depends on my work schedule. But I, I, I personally stayed away just because I, I was a non-mask believer. I didn't see any point in spending that much money to wear my mask for that much longer in the day. Um, but I'm not sure if every NHL team and if it's like a mayor thing and also the NHL or if it's just one of those things the NHL said by choice, you can do this or that. Um, and jumping from the north, let's go down to New York Islanders. Um, now that we're talking about the whole mask issue, uh, I heard last week that they're separating fans into um vaccinated versus non-vaccinated like this side of the um me personally my opinion is i don't feel that's right it's it's almost like a segregation type thing but just so you know on that point and that's a good lead into what i was going to talk about was um the new york knicks who are in the playoffs in new york are doing the same thing in madison square garden so had the rangers gotten in it would have been the exact same situation you're talking about. But what Madison Square Garden has done is they basically have taken the bowl and they've broken it in two halves. Yeah. And one half of it, for you to sit there, you have to be vaccinated, right? You show your card. You don't need to do anything else. The other half of it, you have two options. You can either show your vaccination card or you have to show a negative test within, you know, 72 hours of the game. Yep. So, you know, look, the hope here... I would think, and you can tell me if you agree with, you know, hockey inside and out is, you know, pretty well, Jeff, is that let's just now hope by October when we start up again with a new season, which really is only four and a half months away, that scheme of arena seating can be gone, right? Yeah. Back to, well, if I have my season tickets in section 417, that's where I'm going to sit. But yeah, I just... I, I heard that and it just kind of like threw me in a loop. It's kind of like, isn't that what, I, I mean, I don't want to bring any politics into this, but it just means it's, it, to me, it feels like they're trying to separate us as fans and just kind of like separate us as people saying this side versus this side. And I, I me personally, I don't feel that's right. But again, uh, we all have our own uh, views let me ask you a question, Jeff, on that. Yeah. I'm just curious because you know, and we've talked about this. I have Rangers season tickets, which right now, this time of year, means nothing because not. <laughs> Rangers were in, right? I would have been in the situation where I would have been told, look, here's your, your tickets, and you need to either be vaccinated or you need to have a negative test. Sure, that's not really the perfect scenario, and I agree with you. However, I love hockey enough that. I would make sure to meet the requirements if I wanted to go. You know, yes, I agree. It is the whole, the whole everything right now. This is a total. Yeah, 
Exactly. And, you know, that's why I didn't go to a Canes game. I told people I'm not going to go until they take the mask policy away. And I stuck to my word. Um, and I did that not only for myself, but for the other fans as well, too, because I didn't want to jeopardize their safety. I didn't want to make I wanted to make sure that they had fun without someone like me being the way I am. So, well, let's talk about that series. Um, Boston, or not Boston. Wow, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, Islanders and Penguins. Um, so, here's my thought on this, and I talked about this on our show a couple weeks ago. Like, it's not, yes, the Penguins have Crosby. But Crosby is older now. They have Malkin, and Malkin has not been the same player now for five years, right? No. I mean, unfortunately. Their goaltending is an issue in Tristan Jari, which was magnified in the in the series because he was not awful. But the Islanders have Barry Trotz, who is probably right now the best playoff coach in the game. And I don't even know who you could compare him to. So, and the Islanders have owned Pittsburgh the last couple of years. So all signs were pointing. The Islanders had a really good chance. Now, they won game one in overtime, so game one was close. Kyle Palmieri scored his second goal in game in game one. Yep. They won game five in overtime on a miscue by uh, Tristan Jari handling the puck. So the series was close. It wasn't a blowout by any means. Oh, no. But this goal being the Islanders advancing out of that series is far from a surprise. Some people look at it and say, well, the number one seed Penguins got beat by the four seed the Islanders. You can't throw out the numbers sometimes. Yeah. And this is a, a case where – now, the only reason why, I mean, I believe I chose the Islanders to get out of this series because, one, I'm not a huge Penguins fan. But it was a shocker because you see the Penguins go from, like, number six, almost the bottom of the rankings, all the way up to, like, the number one in the East. And before they went into the playoffs, they were playing lights out. Like, every single night, they were playing lights out as a team. And then you put them up against the Islanders, which barely made the playoffs – because of the East and how good everybody is. I mean, it was just like, of, and it was proven that a very minor mistake led to so many downslides for so many teams just in the East. Um, but the caliber, I mean, like you said, Malkin's not the same. Crosby's not the same. They're goaltending. I mean, but if that was also the case, I mean, Jeff Carter, Jeff Carter looked absolutely amazing in that series. Um, I think he was one of the reasons why they were putting points on the board. Um, I mean, Crosby was kind of quiet. I, I mean, you only saw his name out there a few times out of the whole entire series. Um, although he did have that amazing baseball bat goal or the one out of the, or the one handed out of the air. Yeah. Um, you know, that team, when we, when you say the word penguins and you think, you know, they're good. Remember, it's Crosby, Malkin, it's Latang. Yep. Those three guys now are all in their mid-30s. So age gets everyone, right? You can't oh, yeah, yeah. No one's immune to it. So the team is that, and you've got a very bad goaltender. So exactly. the recipe there, and the ingredients in their cupboard, is not for a long playoff run. Yep. And so it's not a surprise by any means that they're out. And the other E-Series was a surprise was how fast Boston dispatched dispatched yes. Boston teams. Now I don't want to say that I'm surprised. I felt like that was a pick'em series and could go either way, but I was I was surprised at how quickly Boston got rid of them, especially winning so easily in five in Washington. I thought Washington would have been a desperate team, right? Playing for your season on home ice. 
and just couldn't get it going. So, but Ovechkin, right? Same topic here. Now in his mid-30s. So we're going to start to see these great players hit this age where yep. performance is going gonna, is gonna to trickle down. Now, that doesn't mean they're awful. And look, I would take Alexander Ovechkin on the Rangers any day. Give me some. Yeah. But they're not the same player that they were five or seven years ago. Yeah, and it seems like the tradition is is all the old greats go to New York anyway. So I, I'm sure he'll put on a Rangers jersey. Yeah, he'll come when he's 38. That's the tradition. <laughs> exactly. I think their downfall, though, was their goaltending in uh, Washington. Yes. Um, because you had Samsonov, which had a great season, but also his incidents. And then he went right back on the uh, protocol again and then just back and forth. And then you throw uh, – uh, not Samsonov, but the, uh, Vanacek. Vanacek was a rookie goalie. Mm-hmm. And then you have Craig Anderson, who is not the same Craig Anderson from like when he played in Ottawa. But yeah, in that first or in game one, he played like he was back back then. Um, in which I, I was like, oh my God, the Caps have hope. But I guess the AARP. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can't be called the Capital One Center anymore. It's got to be called the AARP uh, Retirement Center. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you, also have to, you also have to wonder with them on the goaltending, and that's a good point, Jeff, is do they look back now and regret letting Braden Holtby go? Because you can't tell me that Braden, and I, look, I, I, Braden Holtby can sometimes be a little overrated. I mean, he's a good goalie, but he can yeah. be overrated. But he certainly played and performed in previous playoffs better than any of the three goalies that played in net in the first round. Yeah. Um, That may have been a mistake to let him go to Vancouver. What if Lundqvist, say, God forbid, never had what he had this past year? Do you think it would be different? Or do you think the Caps would still be in? (laughs) It would have been different. Whether they would have still been in is a, is a really hard question to answer. But even if Henrik Lundqvist was not the great Henrik Lundqvist, which he's not because he's now, you know, again, trending towards the side of his age and his career, he still has enough playoff experience that would have gotten them. He would have stolen a game here or there. Maybe then the next game, the Caps ride that momentum and they put a six spot up and win 6-4. It would have been different. Does that mean they get past the Bruins? I don't know. The Bruins are right now, I mean, you know, last night, I mean, they really played well against the the Islanders. Yeah. Watch the first period. Even though that period ended 1-1, the Bruins were skating all over the place. Yeah. I'm sure Washington would have passed them in one place, but they would have had a better chance. I, I think it was also rough on Chara, too. I mean, yes. his, his old team defeat him in the first round when – I mean, again, another first place team getting defeated. Or wait, hold on. No, my no, fault. Second, another, second. Yeah, second place team getting defeated by the underdogs. But, but your point is right. And we see this in hockey, and we always forget this every year with the playoffs, right? When the playoffs are full of upsets, you can't, ice matters. It doesn't matter that much. But it, it's yeah. always over uh, analyzed. Exactly. Boston won all these games in Washington. Uh, Montreal has won all these games in Toronto. Toronto's won all these games in Montreal. Home ice is very, very overrated. And you have to throw the seeds out sometimes. You can't look at the numbers and say the one seed Penguin should be beating the four because they're not separated by that many points to beat. Exactly, exactly. And before we switch off to the Central, um, 
one of my biggest things was watching uh, the Tom Wilson Bergeron or uh, Tom Wilson uh, Marshawn. Marshawn has developed into such a mature player, whereas Tom Wilson, the older he gets, the less mature he seems to be becoming, and still wants to play that goon role. Where that goon role, you need to have skill and talent like Marshawn's goon role, but Marshawn has learned how to hone it in and know when to use it, when to not use it versus Tom Wilson's, I'm just going to be that goon all the time and maybe something will happen. So. Yeah. The Tom Wilson uh, situation, uh, and I went into this on our show and I know that, and I I think I even said before I said it on the show that I was going to get a lot of hate for it, but I try to be honest in my analysis, my allegiance to the team that I like. The Tom Wilson situation with Artemi Panarin in New York at the beginning of the month was bad. Yeah, it was not. It was not as bad as some people tried to make it out to be. Should he have been suspended for it? Yes. Was he a repeat offender? Yes. Artemi Panarin was out for the rest of the season. But let's look at that a little bit further, right? There were three games left. They were already eliminated. Why would he have played anyway? Exactly. If those games had mattered. And again, you know hockey, they don't disclose what the injury is. They say lower down. That means nothing. So he it wasn't awful. Now, Tom Wilson, the difference, and you kind of said it, and it's a great point, Jeff, between Tom Wilson and Brad Marchand is yes, they can both be real pests and pains in the ass, but they both have talent. They both have offensive talent, particularly Marchand, obviously. Yeah. But he knows how to turn the pest side off to not cost his team. Yeah. Tom Wilson has this little switch in him that goes off. And he loses it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I always give, uh, or I listen to another uh, podcast and I kind of uh, tune into with them as well every now and then. I do miss watching your shows. It's just I've been like my hey, hours. Hey, I expect you to listen to the fall the hockey when the Rangers are back. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, so. I pick on them because it's a Slapshot Sweethearts, and one of them's a huge, huge Tom Wilson fan, loves Tom Wilson. And the other one's a Bruins fan, and she loves Marshawn. So it's kind of fun to kind of like jab at both of them. And just talking about jabbing, let's uh, move on over to the Western Conference. Or not the Western Conference, my apologies. I, I skipped right over my own. Uh, the Central. <laughs> um. I honestly thought Florida was going to come out of that battle. So I had said on the show that Tampa would win only because of their experience. And I think that was part of it. Um, you got to remember with Tampa, they just won the cup. They literally just won the cup, what, eight months ago, because that's. Yeah. So they have, a, you know, they have the experience um, and uh, Florida, for the most part, is extremely young. Huberdeau, Barkov, all those guys. Yep. And, and Bobrovsky was not great either. The, the experience that Florida has is behind the bench with Joel Quinville because he won three cups in Chicago. Exactly. Translate to the ice. That, but that to me was a pick'em. That was a pick'em series. I picked Tampa, but it kind of was a pick'em series. I would not have been surprised if Florida got out of it. I will say this though: going forward, if you look at the next ten years between those two teams. The Panthers have a much higher trajectory and upside than the Lightning. Florida's time is going to come. Um, They should be really impressed with the amount of growth that they had in year two under Joe Cornyn. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of uh, guts and uh, I can't remember the other word I'm thinking of. 
but to put uh Knight in there, not not Babs, not Jiger, but start Knight. I mean, that was a you know what? I've tried all my sources. I've done everything I can. Let's give this guy a try. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? And he ends up beating Tampa Bay in his first playoff start ever. Um, I I think his name's first name's Connor Knight, if I'm correct. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I was going to say it shows the importance of coaching, right? With Florida, you know, if you if you look at them and how their growth was in year two under Joe Quinville, and I hope the Rangers take note of that with their head coaching search now. Uh, it's probably it looks like if you're going to put a favorite, it's Gerard Gallant. So you know, he's a name in there. Uh, I've heard Bruce Boudreaux, Rick Tockett. There's not a lot of names here that get you excited on the range for coaching search. So you know, they take note. That's a great point with Florida. And hopefully, you know, they see what Quinville did in year two and taking those young guys across the, the next step. Yeah. They definitely had to get what's his name out of uh, New York. Um, he, he's college level. I mean, he, he proved it over. Yeah. He knows how to work with the young guys, but when it comes as a whole, um, oh God, I, I, Quinn, there we go. Quinn. Um, he knows how to work with the young guys, but when it comes as a whole entire team of like, let's face it, New York always brings in the rock stars and the superstars. He doesn't know how to kind of like take the young and the old and then mash them together. Right. And that, and, and, and that's something that works. So another name, speaking of what you just said, is that we keep hearing in New York, or we've heard a little bit is John Tortorella coming back here right now. It is not that, yeah, it's not, it's not the right fit. Now, now there are some Ranger fans, and we'll just let's, we'll use the name Dennis. How's that? So we use okay. Dennis, who loves John Tortorella and wants John Tortorella back because he loves the post-game antics and the Larry Brooks argument, but he is not the right fit for this team. Remember, John Tortorella worked here in this block shot system because we had Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl. This is a different team right now, and they're built differently for young. So John Tortorella, no way. I, I think John Tortorella's locker room personality would not mesh with a lot of today's not not saying that a lot of players are soft but his locker room ability and words that he uses and how he pumps his teams up are won't work with a lot of the younger generation now um and that's why mike keenan had to step away um great example um who else well greg peters that that's a whole different story too but even uh, Babcock. Babcock has been known to be the same kind of like old school mm -hmm. mentality. So bringing Tortorella back to New York, I mean, you might as well no. just set a bunch of uh, dumpster fires on fire right. and just keep on pouring gasoline on them. So let me ask you, we'll reverse roles here as we go to the next series in the South, which was your Carolina Hurricanes and the Nashville Predators. Were you surprised at how I'm – not, I'm not surprised Carolina got out of the ball – but I will say I was a little surprised at how close games were. Were you surprised or? Um, I, th I think what it was is, again, anything can happen in playoffs. And you see the six, six games to two series in the regular season, and even the fans were like, oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to be a breeze. Nashville ain't going to do nothing. I mean, I heard it all the time from a lot of the fans. I'm like, no. This is a team that has nothing to lose. This is a team that puts up banners left and right, 
whenever they feel like it because they get their feelings hurt, but they still put up banners in Nashville. Why? Because it's fun and it irritates a lot of people, but they do it. And I guarantee you that's why they do it. But um, as soon as I watched a couple of games, I mean, I, I missed a lot of them. I had to watch uh, highlights due to uh, my work schedule and just being completely dead by the time I got home from work. But where the downside for the Canes was when they started lacking on defense. They couldn't gain the lead real quick. They had to battle back. And when they did battle back, they just kind of like settled in each period. And then I guarantee you, Brendamaro just kind of got in their asses somehow and said, no, look, you guys are the ones that are supposed to come out of this. You guys are in first place in this division. You guys missed the president's trophy by this much. And here you are losing to a bunch of guys that have nothing to lose. And if they win, they're still going to put up a banner anyway. So with, with that, though, to, to your point, Jeff, you almost have to wonder if this is the first time that in the cow, you know, for this team, because it certainly wasn't like this last year with them, no. legitimate pressure on them now in the playoffs, because they're supposed to do well, right? Last year, they had this playing series with the Rangers in this best of five yep. you know, thing that they did. But the Rangers, quite frankly, didn't even show up. So they swept through the Rangers. And then, you know, it was at that point, it was gravy, right? This is the first time that this team is legitimately a favorite. Now they got to go play Tampa, which we just talked about as a lot of experience. Yeah. But Carolina's going to have home ice, so a lot of people don't expect them to do well and win. So it's going to be interesting to see. Can Brindamore get them to respond when you are the favorite? The target is now on your back. Yeah, so... I think one of the biggest things that is really helping this out, and I was going to bring it up later on in the show after we talked about all the teams, but look at how many rookies this year are playing in the crease and starting for their teams. I mean, Ciro, uh, uh, is it, yeah, it's Ciro's in uh, Nashville. He, he wasn't really a rookie, but at the same time, he kind of still is a rookie because he is still that brand new, and Rene would normally get the start. But Rene's been absolutely garbage as Father Time has finally caught up with him and taken away a lot of his natural gifted abilities. So you look, and then you take a look at uh, Carolina, who has a rookie goaltender. The last time something like that even happened was when Cam Ward played and brought them to the cup, and they ended up winning the cup. So I think a lot of the young studs are doing it for Carolina now. I'm going to go back to the Florida Tampa series real quick. I think one of the key reasons why Tampa is where they are now is because of Stamkos or a healthy Stamkos, a healthy Kucherov and a very, very on fire uh, Vasilevsky amongst the whole entire team minus like what three or four players from the Stanley cup team are still with that team and a healthy Tampa Bay lightning. I know I might get shit on for this one, but they will come out of the next round. I can already see that because they are the, that healthy Stanley Cup competitive team versus a Canes team, which is a very strong team. It's going to be a very high scoring round, but Tampa is going to come out of this because of the caliber that they have versus the caliber of the Canes. 
It, 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 it'll be an uh, interesting series. And you know what? That series will be very fast. It'll yep. be an offensive series. It probably, for a hockey person, a good one to watch. Now, the last one we have, the West, which we haven't gone over, uh, exactly. not surprised at all that Colorado got through St. Louis easily. Um, I thought that maybe mostly it would go five games and it went four. Uh, Colorado just clicks on all cylinders. And St. Louis, granted they won the Cup two years ago, but remember, in 2019 when they won the Cup, in January, they were the worst team in the league. They literally had a six-month run. They got white hot. They stayed hot, given credit. They yep. deserved it. But other than that, this team has not really ever been that good. No. And so that was not a surprise. Now, the Vegas-Minnesota series was because that went seven games. Vegas went up 3-1, and they were heading back home for game five. You thought, okay, this is over. And give Minnesota credit. You know, it's a young team. They, they took Vegas to seven games. Similar to Florida, right? Their 10-year window now is going to open up. They're going to have a lot of chances at it. But, um, yeah, the West was, was some good series, too. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I knew I knew Colorado was going to come out of that series. Um, I didn't know they were going to sweep. That I, I, I gave St. Louis at least one or two games. I mean, Bennington could have stole the show on a couple of them, but that didn't even look like Bennington in net. Um it seemed like St. Louis barely showed up for each game. Um, when they did, Colorado just said, yeah, well, you know what? Anything you can do, we can do better. Um, Grubauer just came out and stood on his head every single game. Um, uh, I mean, I, and you look at the names you have. McKinnon, um, Landeskog, uh, the rookie from last year, uh, Collar. Cole McCarr. Makar, um, I mean, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some names on that team. I, I know I'm forgetting names on that team, but I mean, you look at that, they are the, in the West, they are probably kind of like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the East right now with all the caliber that they have, except Toronto doesn't know how to use it anymore. I mean, <laughs> Toronto's still doing what they're doing, but I mean, they could be a lot doing a lot better and they could have knocked out Montreal two games ago but they just couldn't hold on to it. As far as the Vegas series, I saw that series going a long time because Minnesota had the, again, regular season, they had the demanding lead. I think it was like six games or seven games. But yet Vegas also had that, I think I'm using this word right, pizzazz to them. They had that Vegas magic. Um, so I knew it was going to go back and forth, back and forth. And I mean, game one or game two, watching Andre Fleury making those glove hand saves left and right. And then Talbot, I, this is the best I've seen Talbot play since he played in New York. In New York in that series. Yeah. Where he yeah. Well, Lundquist, when he took that puck in, a, it was actually a Carolina game at home off the neck and was out yeah. for a couple months and, and Talbot kind of carried that team. Yeah. Yep. You're Minnesota and you're the general manager there, Bill Guerin. I think you got to be pretty happy with what you saw. And you definitely have uh, Kippersoff, in particular, the rookie that they have, who's probably a rookie of the year. Um, you've, you've got a future there. You've got some building blocks to build them. Yep. So let's go over the new series real quick, minus the North, since the North is still kind of like how I said yesterday in my mini video. It's You want to throw vinegar on there, but all the uh, Canadians in uh, Toronto are doing is playing catch-up. Um, but uh, – so, who do you see coming out of that that series, Toronto versus uh, Montreal? 
If I'm, I, you know what? I, for some reason, and I want to be wrong on this, I'm going to go with Montreal. I think they played well in Toronto. Toronto cannot close teams out. There's going to be an enormous amount of pressure on Toronto tomorrow night. I would not want to be a fan watching that game. Uh, I'm going to go with Montreal. Uh, and then I'm going to say that Winnipeg actually gets through whoever comes out of tomorrow night. Winnipeg wins the next round. Gotcha. I, I'm going to have to flip a quarter and put a uh, heads or tails on that, but I have M and T on each side because I have yeah. no idea. It's, yeah. it's been such a great series. I yeah. honestly don't want to see this one end. I, I really don't. Yeah. I um, and they haven't played each other like this since 1979 uh, playoff. So let's – the Boston Islander series. Uh, now, look, we have a little bit of a cheat sheet because we saw game one last night. I do like Boston. Boston is built better. Would, would you be shocked in any way if Barry Trotz found a way to slow them down with his defensive schemes? No, but I do, I do like Boston in the series. Um, Boston's playing well. Pasternak had a hat trick. Rask has been playing well. Uh, McAvoy's. I mean, really, they, they, they've got a lot of guys there that are clicking right now. They've got a lot of weapons, so um, I, I do like Boston to come out of that series. I want to see uh, I, I want to see New York Islanders. I hate Boston. There's nothing I can kind of like. I can't even drink Boston cream or eat Boston cream uh, cake or Boston cream donuts or anything like that. I I, I hate Boston, but yeah. I look at it this way: you have a goalie that's showing a metaphorical middle finger to the whole entire state of uh, Massachusetts and the city of Boston, and uh, Rask. And then you have a rookie goaltender in Sorokin. And every time I hear his name, all I can think of is that one video game, uh, Arukis, but it's Sorokin, <laughs> uh, Street Fighter. Yeah, um, Street Fighter. So I'm going to go Islanders. I'm going to go Trots over Boston. Um, who do you see coming out of the Tampa Saints? Uh, no. I and I know this goes against what I said before, and I'm not saying this just to make you happy, but I do like the Canes. I, I look to repeat in this league is really hard, and to repeat in this league in eight months is even harder. Yes, uh, I, there's something about the Carolina team this year, they've been playing so well. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go Carolina. It's a long series, it's not an easy series. I'm gonna say Carolina in six could very, very easily go to seven and be a one goal game. No. It's a, it's a very tight series. So I'm going to agree with you on one thing. This is going to be a long, fast series. Yes. Um, but I know I'm going to have a lot of Kaniacs shoot me in the foot on this one. I see a very healthy Tampa Bay Lightning beating our, the Canes. And if the Canes come out of this, I will be happier than a pig in mud. But out of hockey sense, I have a feeling because – and the only reason I say this is because they barely escaped beating the Preds. And the Preds were not that good. I, honestly, the Preds were not a good team. They were just lucky enough to be there because they're battling with Chicago at the same time. Who is going to get that last spot? And Dallas. So I'm going to go with Tampa on this one. I might shoot myself in the foot. I might have Canes fans hate me, but it is what it is. Um, and then for the last uh, series, uh, Avs, uh, Knights. That is another great series. You you know, you have an experienced team on the, in the playoffs with Vegas, but they have been pushed a little bit here in the first round more than they probably want to be. Um, 
I'm going to go with Vegas, but again, it's a long series. There's no way this is a sweep. These teams are also familiar with each other. I'm going to go Vegas in seven. So I'm going to say this to, to summarize it all. I think the conference finals when we get there is Winnipeg versus Vegas and, and Boston versus Carolina. All right. Um, as, and you know, I'm a Knights fan. Um, not only because of my connection, but I do enjoy watching the Knights. Love their arena. Love the city. But Colorado has something about them this year. They have – the mountains are heating up and the avalanche is going to be rolling this year. So I think that instead of falling into, into Denver, it's going to be falling west and it's going to be falling yeah. right into the desert. I like that little bit on that one there. That was really good. I like Thank that. you. Thank you. Um, it's cool. So I was going to bring this up, but I already did. But, I, I mean – I'm not sure if you noticed, not only with the playoffs, but this whole entire year, the rookies that yes. stepped up throughout the whole entire year on every single team and not just on the ice, but in the blue paint as well, too. Um, there are so many rookie goaltenders this year. Um, so many people got to see ice. Uh, there's about maybe three of them left, I think, that are playing in net for their teams right now currently. Um, I believe it's uh, Carolina. Um Actually, no, uh, there's only two between uh, Sorokin and uh, Ned. So. It'll be good, but you know what? It shows again, it's kind of the passing of the baton, if you want, in this league right now with Crosby, Ovechkin, and these guys getting to the older side of the world and some of these young players coming in. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jeff, um, I know you got to uh, get going here shortly. I don't want to keep you. I do want to say thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'd love to come back on your show at some point in time. I just don't know, uh, with, with the new job I have, um, well, I really we, will try, we will try to work something out, uh, particularly in the fall when the season starts up again. But definitely. Thanks, thanks Jeff. All right. Thanks, I'll, uh, definitely. I'll do the closing out, but you're feel free to step out whenever, um, wish the family well, enjoy your summer. So you too, buddy. Be well, stay safe. All right. You take care. So, folks, um, that was uh, Jeff from uh, Mind Your Puck and Business. Um, you can find them on Facebook as well as on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, just uh, put in the search engine, Mind Your Pucking Business. It'll pop up. Make sure you also check them out. They do have videos on YouTube. Um, really great uh, guys on that show. So, if you're still listening to us, I do want to say thank you. Um, no matter where you are, uh, whether it's a, uh, good morning, good afternoon, um, good evening, or if you listen to us while you're passing out, I know I don't have the most sexiest voice, but I do want to say thank you. And before I, uh, hit the uh, end record button, I want to give a loud shout out to all three of my, uh, sponsors at four check clothing. You can find them at www w.forcheck.co.uk uh, don't forget to give them a follow on uh, social social media such as instagram and facebook also make sure uh you check out my boy uh eric on eflow um at www.eflownutrition.com um just go to all the major uh social media sources um type in the search engine eflow nutrition and it'll come up also make sure you use our promo code whether you're getting a new uh, gym t-shirt, 
shaker bottle, pre-workout, post-workout, no matter what it is, uh, make sure you use our promo code WTP, explanation point 2021. And then also make sure you check out a hockey art clothing company. Mike has some really, really amazing uh, products um, when it comes to tattoo, old school pirate style designs. It almost kind of reminds me of a, a Sailor Jerry style, but he puts his own little unique to it. He sent me some really cool t-shirts. One of them is uh, worn by the best, uh, hated by the rest. Uh, shut out the stigma for goalies with the uh, uh, mental health uh, month and everything. Uh, a couple months ago and then also tarps off i like i said in the beginning this girl is absolutely sexy on the cover or on the t-shirt um purple hair um just you, you'll know it when you see it so until next time this is jeff from what the puck and all you have a great week watch some hockey play some hockey do whatever it takes grill those beards out um I'm not advising uh, the ladies to grow out their arm hair or their leg hair, but hey, if that's what it takes for your team to win, make sure you do it. So until next time, this is Jeff. Mm -hmm.